Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. not back yet but again welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast definitely the number one pro wrestling podcast on the planet then now and forever it is cheap heat and it is i um the mage negative one i guess you could say (laughs) um Rosenberg will be joining us soon. I'm coming to you from Philadelphia. We have a special guest lined up. I don't know if it's been announced yet. I don't think it has. But uh, we are just patiently awaiting the arrival I, um, of a very, very, very special guest. And we're joined by how the long, Mage One himself, Peter Rosenberg. How long were you here by yourself, SGG? I have, I have no idea. The people will be able to tell us, tell us better. I was just rambling. Uh, pontificating. I was about to get into to my theories on the meaning of life, and and you rejoined us. At, I, I forgot that I had I had my breakfast in the oven. A little English muffin here. Yeah, you you rejoined us at what I'm sure the listeners will tell you was was the perfect time. <laughs> some would say a minute too late. <laughs> some some might. Some might. Uh, SGG, what do you have uh, before we get to our big guest today and and talk about the Royal Rumble? What do you have from outside the ring today? So a feud is brewing between. Um, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and probably the world's strongest looking man, Ryback. Hey, Ryback has some comments about the WWE and the championships. And, um, you know, some would say they're disparaging. I didn't see a big deal with them, but he called the championships uh, props. He said they're not real and wrestling is fake. And Mark Henry took exception to that, took to bust it open to... um, refute those claims, offer a rebuttal, a rather strong rebuttal. And then Ryback, after hearing the rebuttal, decided that he may be looking at legal action and uh, is willing to sue Mark Henry and the WWE for what? I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's become strange. What... um. What would exactly be lawsuit worthy of what Mark said back? From what I heard, nothing. But, I mean, hey, there are some attorneys who will take the case knowing that they get paid no matter what. And so if he's willing to pay somebody, I'm sure there's somebody out there who will sue Mark Henry for slander and get nowhere with it and get paid regardless. Because clearly Ryback's feelings are hurt. And like I said, there are attorneys out there who will profit off of that. If you're that hurt enough to go, you know, to go file a lawsuit. He, uh, Ry- Ryback also alleged that John Cena didn't want to work with Mark Henry at live events because of how Henry was in the ring. Mm. <laughs> he said, let's also just effing air it all out there. John Cena didn't want to work with Mark on the live events because he believed Mark was the S's. So I stepped up and offered to work with him, which was much harder on me physically, but knew we would get great reactions. This has now been deleted. (laughs) Ryback also claimed that a WWE producer insulted Henry after Henry was allegedly found asleep in gorilla position before the WrestleMania 29 match in 2013, which Henry won. I'm also going to say this. Mark Henry was asleep in Gorilla prior to our wrestling match. A producer came over to me and said, good luck working with that bleep, bleep, bleep. bleep a bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm, ble- I'm adding extra bleeps because I don't want to disrespect Mark by even repeating these. 
<laughs> claims. Because it, it had to be pretty harsh to get the three bleeps. I don't even know what's was bleep bleep bleep. Well, the first bleep was was uh, it's the same word that starts out the the um, the nickname that some scoundrels on the internet have come up with when we say FGG. Oh, oh my goodness! So yeah, that is bleep worthy. That is bleep worthy. <laughs> that's Mark Henry. That's bleep worthy. <laughs> that's bleep worthy. Goddamn! I'm not repeating it. World's strongest, damn it, man! Um, I have never heard anything like that about Mark Henry before. Obviously, yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and claim to be unbiased when it comes to Mark Henry, but I, I've never of heard that not. before. I will tell you what Ryback has developed is, um a reputation of sounding like a hater. Yeah, well well earned. He said, uh, wrestlers constantly joke about fake fighting in their underwear. Literally have sat in groups drinking beers, joking about it, and it's called being secure with your manhood to have fun. Don't let Mark's paid advertisement fool you. I love and respect wrestling, not WWE. I mean... I cannot sit back and let Mark do what he is trying to do and also profit on that show he is a part of today isn't the day for hate and lies hmm. i mean if you're gonna if you if you if if you hate wwe is fine right but if you say that wwe's titles are props and they're not real championships or accomplishments then like isn't that a sweeping generalization that affects all of wrestling because i mean all the companies have championships they all go about them the same way so it can't be that WWE is a prop and then the rest of them are, are legitimately earned and won things that you should be proud of. Like, you can't separate that. Listen, here's the thing. We all understand what the business is, and there are definitely times in which fans overstate the importance of titles. Okay, that, that's fair. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we put a lot more on titles than they do. Um, but that, by the way, that's how it's supposed to work because we're fans and that's sort of the point of the titles. But then when wrestlers go as far as to say that the big titles don't mean anything, that's just disingenuous. Yeah, because he wanted the he wanted the pay raise that came with that, though, right? Just for like working with the champion. Remember that? And not only that, are we even talking about Ryback and is Ryback talking about his career in the same light if he had ever made it to the level where they wanted to put the title on him? If Ryback, Ryback had ever had a heavyweight championship, you know, that probably would have meant that things were going differently at the company, and it probably means there's a chance he'd be there right now. Yeah. I mean, you can't he, guarantee he had the that. He Continental Championship. He did. Like the pre-show champion. He was always on the, the kickoff shows. And they hey, hey, hey. Don't disrespect, he didn't like that. No, don't, he, that, don't disrespect I, the pre-show champion. Okay, it's not me. It's not me. I'm, he did. He wasn't pleased with that. When you he see my suit, when you see my suit this Sunday, you'll know there's only one pre-show champion. <laughs> That's right. One kickoff the show real, champion. The real kickoff show champion. Um. Anyways, that's a lot of time for Ryback. I've been watching old Royal Rumbles, and I watched some from that era, and was reminded of. Just how much the Ryback thing was, it was not good. Well, I didn't think it was good at the time, but they invested a lot in it. And it's almost scary to say, but he had a lot of fans too, like people that really loved Ryback. I I was in the stands to watch people like... Yell, feed me more? Yeah, and really unironically actually enjoy the feed me more stuff, so... I mean, hey, if, if, then then I guess it then it worked for some people, and that's cool. Yeah, it never, the whole thing never really worked for me, and I, I don't know that that's I don't know where the fault all lies for that, but I just never really, from like the gear to the, right. the shell shock, you know, his move set wasn't it for me. I'm never into. I'll be honest, I I almost never am really into just the big muscle bound guy, you know. Um, Same. And I, you know, we should ask our, our guest today about that. You know, the, the 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 difficulty that can sort of come from that, just being the guy who's super duper jacked. Um, so that's true because I'm sure that I'm sure there's some lowered expectations um, because of that, and rightfully so because usually the super duper jacked guy is very limited in in what they can do. 
And and if you're not, you know, and, and frankly, I'm I'm more into Lashley, um, because his character now has a little bit of depth. Like once mm-hmm. he got in the suits and started rolling with other people, I think the character instantly became meaningful. Like I I have a tendency to sometimes see the muscle bound guy, and my default, and this is bias also. I'm not saying this is right. Is I I instantly think like, all right, big muscle guy. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but I'm not I've seen excited. It. I've seen it. I get it. And, I'm, then it's, and it's, I'm not going to be that excited by it. It happened like when what's his face showed up in um in 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 uh, Brian Cage when Brian Cage showed up, and I instantly was like, "All right, who's this jabroni?" Like that, I have a tendency. <laughs> now maybe that's my own bias because I'm such a minuscule human being, but that is sort of where I go. And if you look at the history, how many of those guys, in actuality, turned out to be worth all of the hype that's a really interesting conversation you know and and the other thing too is like you you're like that because we've sort of been conditioned to be like that right because you know hogan was a big muscle bound guy that was his whole gimmick but at least he turned in some excitement but he had hogan's whole thing yes vince may have loved hogan for the muscles and of course it impressed us as kids but really, with Hogan, it was the charisma. Like yeah, and he, that's what I'm saying. Like when you go down the line, there are things that the successful muscle bound people had that the rest of them just don't. And like, but they all had muscles. Like Hercules had muscles. Right. Warlord, Warlord had muscles. Whoa, don't, whoa, 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 whoa. don't Warrior start. Had you muscles. don't want any heat with dip. You do not want any heat with dip <laughs> on Warlord saying. and Barbarian. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, there's there's love. The muscles wasn't the secret sauce. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, even if you look at a guy like Brock, right? Mm-hmm. Brock Brock is like, you know, the beast of this generation. But it's not that he's like perfectly muscle-bound. No, and even when he was like the super chiseled guy in his first run, he was still like trying to do shooting star press and prove to you that he could actually go. Right, that's a really good point. And he had the amateur wrestling background to to at least grapple and do certain things with like a, the truly muscle-bound and like stereotypically unskilled guys will just like try to beat a guy to death and listen you go watch an old royal rumble it's starting in like the early 2000s and you can play a game of like let's find the big muscle bound guys who ended up not being very much and i'm not saying that means that they were all not talented or didn't have charisma maybe they also because of that didn't really ever get what they needed that's possible i'm just saying you could play a game for every hulk hogan that's out there or, you know, um, Warrior, or whoever you want to pick as a crazy muscle guy, even a Scott Steiner, who's not at those guys' levels but was successful, I, we can find another five to ten that were muscle-bound and just never really got it going. Yeah. So, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, we have now spent an entirely long amount based on this Ryback conversation, but I that is what I... Watching these Royal Rumbles were interesting, you know, and... Realizing they're, the Rumble match, when you go back and really look at it, you talked about this last week. It's very consistent. Um, yeah. There are years where there's just, you know, I, I find the middle 2000s just got a little bit rough in a lot of ways. We've talked about this before. 07, 08. Basically, from after Ruthless Aggression, and into really the the era after that, all the way up until sort of like the punk Daniel Bryan, yeah, when they got big time, yeah, it was you know there was uh, there were some rough spots there, so you know it 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 obviously is what it is when it comes to those things, and you know. As time goes on, you realize that rumbles are not determined necessarily by... It's a variety of things that make for a great rumble. You need a mix of, you know, the the random surprise entrance. You need storylines that people care about at that time that can play out over the course of the match. Um, there's a lot of different things that go into a rumble match being being special speaking of special 
Look, I think he's in some sort of baller automobile as we speak. It looks very expensive. I can't he's quite. Keep, keeping it humble, too. He's driving himself. Driving himself. I, I personally wouldn't be doing that if I was in his position, but he's keeping it humble. Yo, Bobby Lashley, the MVP hasn't splurged to get you a driver yet? Man, you know, he, he got me, he talked to Elon Musk, and he sent me this little Tesla. So oh. I'm just, so it, it, it basically is a driver because it's driving itself. <laughs> even better. Even better. <laughs> Yo, um, Bobby, great to have you on the show, man. Hope you're doing well. Oh, I am. Thank you, man. Um, right, right out of the gate, I'll ask you about the subject we were just talking about, which is sort of unrelated to anything. And, of course, um, talking a lot of things Royal Rumble, but – we were having a conversation about Ryback and about big guys who it doesn't work with and how for every muscle-bound, successful guy you see, and as much as that's an advantage, there also can be a disadvantage if your character is simply being a big guy and doesn't have depth to it. Did, did you ever have any struggles or fears about being the guy who was just in incredible shape, but maybe your character wasn't given enough extra pizzazz on top of that yeah you, you know what um I, I look at it this way i look at um we're a variety show so there, we have a little bit of everything we have the big guy we got the strong guy we have the tall guy we have the short guy we have the flipping guy we have all these different guys i don't think that i ever fall into that category because yes i'm a big guy and i look like a big guy on tv but there's a lot of guys out there that are different from me i wanted to mma just to show another little dimension of myself because i'm not just a big guy i'm actually a fighter and then i do things in the ring that are a little bit more athletic than just a big guy so i never follow myself of, 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 of typecasting myself into a particular character because i know that i can do so much more well said well said and we, we were talking about earlier you know it seems like you know brock for example had that obviously in his mind too he was a guy who, regardless of what everyone thought about his size and strength, was out there to show you, I can do a shooting star press. I can do all these different things. That's an, it's an interesting thought that I didn't realize how that might be a factor because you don't want to get typecast into just being that dude. Yeah, but at the same time, we, we, we don't want to step into that category of, of being the little, little guy. You know, you got to let the little guy be the little guy. I mean, it, it'll, it'll trip everybody out if you see, um, you know, these guys that are 6'4", six, 6'5", 300 pounds diving out of the ring but then you see the little guys that are like 150 pounds like Kaliso and some of these uh, smaller guys gorilla pressing guys and throwing them outside the ring also so um it's almost like know your role and play your part mm. uh, so so big guys y you don't want to you don't want to water yourself down by doing a lot of little guy stuff because then it doesn't mean anything and you see some of the big guys out there that are trying to do that oh i could do i could do a backflip it's like all right cool you can do a backflip but why and I always tell people like this from my from my point of view, if my fists work, then why do I have to use my body? Is that what level do you need to go? And I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day. I was like, what's your first line of defense when somebody comes at you? Is it your hands or is it your head? Um, and then when you want to attack somebody, what's your first line of attack? Do you use your hands or do you just think I'm just going to run my entire body into them? And for me, you know, if, if my hands work and my feet work, then that's all I need to go. But, of course, when you start getting to some of those guys like the Brocks and the Bronze and stuff like that, then yeah, I'm going to have to maybe throw my whole body at them to be able to make the same effect. And I think that needs to be really taken into consideration in some of these matches going forward. So speaking of Brock, since you guys both brought him up, why haven't we seen that yet? Like, is there – do you think he's ducking you? Are you ducking him? I, we, I say that respectfully. Man, I'll tell why you what, haven't we? I'll, 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 we can cancel that second part out. I ain't anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and cross that out. Um, you know, I've heard a couple different things, which I think is completely obnoxious, and I think it's ridiculous. And I think um, um, I've heard this one time. It's like maybe maybe he thinks he's too big of a star. You know, because if you think about it. Look who he usually goes against. He'll come back in and see who's hot. Oh, oh, Kofi's hot. Let me, okay, I'll get Kofi. Oh, 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 Drew's hot. Let me get him. I think it, it, it kind of takes away from the fact of what the fans want. The fans have been saying this thing since I began wrestling. Since my first day, I was hearing, oh, that's the Black Brock. And I was like, no, 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 no. 
uh, it's, it's just Bobby. And then I <laughs> my entire career and the, I, I don't mind the matchup. I don't mind the fight. I don't mind either one of them. I've never talked to Brock. I don't even really know Brock really well. So it's usually through his advocate or through someone else that you can even get any kind of um, dialogue. So I'm not the one to ask that question. It's those other guys because I'm ready. So so do you ever, I mean, I'll tell you the truth, Bobby. I never see Brock at work. Like, I, I, I don't ever see him. I'm not just saying that. Like, real life, I never see the guy at all. And actually, <laughs> I, and I see you a lot. So... Yeah. You really don't, you really rarely have interactions with him. Like, have you guys ever had a chat where you're like, yo, bro, let's do this thing. What are we doing here? Listen, I, I can tell you this. I've probably exchanged maybe a total of five words with Brock ever. And, and another thing is I've never met Brock until probably like two years ago in Saudi. Wow. That was the first time wow. I've even met that's crazy. Yeah, that is. At that, time, and at that time, I didn't even know he was there. I walked past Gorilla, and I saw him, and I was like, hey, hey, and then that was it. We shook hands, and that was about it. And, and since then, there's been a few other times that he's come, and it was just in passing, hey, Brock, what's going on? What's going on? Shook hands. Boom. We know each other, but I think there's people that have tried to keep us apart. Um, A year ago this weekend, MVP – Shows up, by the way, surprised even me, worked me. I had no idea this was happening because he's my boy. And I'm just, I just hear the music hit. I damn near threw chicken wings out of my hand. I was so excited when that music hit. It's true. I was there. <laughs> and, I mean, I popped in real life. I really went crazy. And, you know, then he shows up the next night. He works a match. And then, you know, you fast forward. He's at Fastlane. And here we are a year later. The Hurt Business has been the best faction this year. It's been one of the best, most consistent stories this year. Um, what was your relationship like with MVP, and how did the Hurt Business uh, emerge? Man, we—I've always me and MVP have always been kind of, kind of close. I mean, we we were at the SmackDown together fifteen plus years ago. So so it's Sheldon, and before MVP came back there was a role that I thought was really cool. And I thought a role that WWE kind of missed out on and could possibly do. And I was like, man, the only person that can do it would be MVP. I said, man, what if you had a character that was a mix between Don King, Suge Knight and the rock on the players? Mm. I said, <laughs> I said, that's MVP. <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys that could, he could punk you. He ain't a punk. He's not a little guy. Mm -mm. Um, yeah. Great mouthpiece. He has that swag like The Rock, but MVP's got that little dirty side in him also, like Suge Knight. So I was like, man, if you went around, but then after that, we started talking about it a little bit more. And then I was like, when he came to the Rumble, I, I pulled him aside. We went out eight, and I was like, man, we need to start this up. And it was just me and him. And I was like, man, but we should bring in the people that we know have that serious potential. And Sheldon was always traveling back and forth with him anyway. So we were like, man, Sheldon's a natural, natural. So we just brought Sheldon over. We said, man, Sheldon, you got to start hanging out, man. You got to start coming out and eating with us after all. And then we just started putting it together. And then we needed that young guy to come in that was just dirty, that was that we saw a lot of potential with. And that's when C um, Cedric came in. Man, it was just a natural thing that got together. And every Raw, we leave and we go and eat chicken wings and have drinks and just kind of like – put everything together it's it's probably one of my funnest times that i've been in in wwe it's 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 natural it's fun and and man we have we have a good thing going that's so cool too when you're doing one of those things that people can actually catch you guys out hanging out together like when you're able to live it all the time it's so old school yeah. it feels great as a fan to know that that's how it is yeah oh absolutely absolutely we, you know it's it's we we're friends it's, it's real everything about us is real like we have a little stuff like right now on TV that it looks like we have uh, a little dissension going on because there's some bickering back and forth. But guess what? When we go out and eat chicken wings, every night we get into some kind of little squabble <laughs> because we're all like friends. We're close, man. We're, we're boys. We've been boys forever. We've been having a big debate on this thing where Sheldon has this. He's, he's so bent out of shape because he doesn't think that there's unsweetened tea. It's like a really big deal right now. So we've been fighting over whether 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 it's 
if, if that's an actual thing because he doesn't believe that you can take tea and remove sugar away from something that didn't have sugar in originally. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's our big debate. We've been debating little things like that because we're so close like that, man. So, I mean, this time is a good time. And I think um, WWE understands that. And I think there's going to be some big things coming for the Hurt Business. Even though we have almost all the titles, I think um, – there might be a time where that United States title kind of moves over. And then um, I go searching for the big one. Yeah, well, everyone's waiting for you to search for the big one. SGG, if, go ahead. If that's how you feel, you can, you can keep it and search for the big one and just have them both. You are the seat. Um, um. <laughs> just as long as it's with the family. If it's, if it's in the family, I don't care who has it. But we definitely need all of them. Yeah, You mentioned um, knowing MVP and Sheldon from way back, like 15 years ago on SmackDown. You know, Undertaker had some comments that was in the news recently about the locker room being soft. Without going in that direction, you know, what differences do you notice in between the locker room from now and then? Because I'm sure, you know, especially after taking a break and going to other companies and doing other things, it was quite different to step back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to say I agree with him completely. Actually, I can because it's Taker. I can say I agree with him. Um, so, (laughs) So I agree with him. You know what? That's what the Hurt Business is about. I mean, that's what, that's what we came about because we were like, what are we? And I was like, we're different from this generation. Our generation came up when we were in, when I was in OBW about to go up on the road, everybody was warning us. They were like, man, you know, JBL, you got Chris Benoit, you have, you have Bob Holly, you have Undertaker, you have Booker T, all these guys. Not one of these guys are punks, Fit Finley, Regal. Mm. Not one of these guys have, a, have, have an ounce of punk in them. So, um, we were all like, that was our generation. So coming in now, we were like, we can't, we can't do this generation. We can't do what this generation is doing. We don't want to do what this generation is doing. We need to put our style on this generation. And our style is bring them in the ring and beat them up. And if they can't make it, they can't make it. Because we got to protect this business. Before, when I was coming up, all the guys said they used to beat up the guys coming up because they said they had to protect the business. They had to make sure these guys had the heart to it. We didn't want guys in the locker room crying. We don't want guys in the locker room that are always bitching and belly aching and everything like that. We beat them up and we kick them out. And some of the guys, when we do that in the ring, you know, you can do your little flippies and jumpies and all that stuff. I'm just going to grab you and throw you down and beat you up. Well, it's an important, I think it's important to dive in there, right? Cause you can, people can look at it as a simple conversation about, um, you know, wanting to be, wanting to seem tough. Or people love to throw around bullying. You know, there was there's always controversies around that. Oh, there's they're trying to bully this person or that person. But we have to understand okay. we fell in love with the wrestling business because of the toughness that's a part of it. And I, I got into this and I lost a lot of people when I've defended <laughs> people before, people who I know and know them to not be bullies, but to understand that if you want the business to be tough, there has to be something that separates guys like you from guys like me. I show up and I get on a mic and I go, I love wrestling. This is going to be a great show. There's a difference, right? Like there has, and, and that involves some level of protection that this thing is for real tough guys to get in there and scrap. And I think people don't always understand why it sort of offends some of you guys and the guys who, I mean, you just named the, the roster of cats you came up under. I mean, you might have come up under the last great generation of absolute badasses, like people you just do not want problems with mm-hmm. in the ring, at the bar, online at the airport. You just don't want problems with. So yeah. I, is, is that a big part of it, though? And I think people don't always understand why it's important to not have everyone be, you know, rainbows and bunnies all the time. Yeah, man, it's it's important. We travel around the world, man. I remember before uh, in my first run when, it, when we traveled around the world, there were some times where, you know, you go to different places and, and people are like, oh, you guys are pro wrestlers. What you guys do is fake. What we do is real. You know, I've heard that a couple times from like, you know, rugby guys some different people in different countries that we went around to. And I mean, there's been times where there were some squabbles that happened. I'm not going to say who was with well, me, where, yeah. but um. I'm going to say when it was a time where it was a group of them and a group of the, us, the people I looked around at, I was really confident in our group. <laughs> I was like, I don't care who your boys are. The people that are on my left and on my right, I'm comfortable with. 
And um, I mean, that was just, that was just the generation. But you know what? I understand the bullying thing. I understand everything going on. And it's on a right fine now. line. It, I don't want to shrug there that off. A fine line. And, and by there the way, is, you can be. Are, are there guys in the? Give us an example. Are there guys in the locker room who may not be typically tough, and they may like video games, and they are of the new generation, but at the same time. You respect them because they're tough in the ring. They're no nonsense and they do their job. Are there guys like that also who maybe fit into both categories? They're new generation, but they do get the culture fully. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and with that being said, those are the guys that kind of, kind of like shock you because at the beginning you're like, ah, he's this. And then you go in the ring with him and he's like, oh, all right, this guy's a little tougher than I, than I thought. Or this guy had a little bit of a background that I didn't know. And for me, I can always tell by certain things that happen in the ring. If somebody throws a kick, I know how a kick is supposed to be thrown. And I can feel it. It doesn't have to kill me or anything like that. I can just tell how they throw it. I can tell by just moving somebody around, whether they're an athlete, tying up with them, how they get up. how I, how I You know, there's a lot of different things that I can tell. And the thing with bullying is, is I understand it, you know, because I have kids. And, and, and it's a big thing in the elementary schools and everything like that. But at the same token, man, life has bullies, you know, across the board. And if I'm going to protect you from bullies your entire life, then you're always going to be that guy that walks around looking at the ground. I tell my kids, I want you to walk out with your head up, not down. That's a sign of, of, of being a victim. And a lot of people play that victim role and call everybody a bully. So be it. There has to be bullies in this world. And um, professional wrestling shows you that there's bullies in this world. And with that being said, you know, those are the people that you have to overcome. So when we're telling stories, you need the bullies for the show. And if I got to be one of the bullies, sign me up because I fit the description. <laughs> How much? So was, speaking, go ahead, SUG. Sorry. Speaking of that, is the Hurt Business, does it have its full of bullies? Or do, do you guys, when you sit down, because like you said, it was just you and MVP. And you said, we need Sheldon. And then at some point you were like, we need Cedric. Is the yeah. cipher complete? Is the room at the table full? Or is there another yeah. guy or, or, or woman that you have your eye on and say, you know what? We need this person because like then, then yes. we got everything locked down. Well, so I'll answer that two parts. The first part I'll say is we don't necessarily need anyone because um, I mean, we have everything it takes to get everything that we want. However, I think there's some people on the roster that have kind of the same mentality that we have, that older school mentality. There's a lot of the names that have been thrown out, male and female. I like them both. I mean, there's a lot of names that have been thrown out. I mean, Mickey James came back with our, with our era. So Mickey James has that old hurt business style from before you have Naomi. She has, she has that, she has that whoop a girl up attitude <laughs> also. And then, and there's, and there's a lot of people on the guys. So there's a lot of guys out there that, kind of have that thought man we always hear people um come to us and say hey man i want to be a part of her business whether they're joking around or not i think they're really serious and and another thing is um the one thing that we show a little bit in in when i was going before is just our style how we represent ourselves the suits are it's it's symbolic um we're not thugs and we're not we're not a bunch of like hey what's up no we're we're businessmen we're we're not kids anymore and, um, and, and, and how I was growing up and how I was brought up is we're superstars and we want people to, to look at us as superstars. When I get on the plane, when I board the plane, I'm suited up, man. I look good. And when people see me, whether, what, I mean, if I have a sweatsuit on, they're like, oh man, he does something. But now I have a suit on. So now they're like, whoa, he's something. <laughs> and it makes me proud to say, you know, and I'm a professional wrestler because it changes that outlook. It changes that view of what people thought professional wrestling was, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm representing myself. I'm representing the company. I'm, I'm representing what we have going. So, I mean, everything is, everything's important for me how, right now. How often do you have those conversations? One thing that's funny about professional wrestling is you're like a total superstar. You perform in front of a gazillion people. People scream and are freaking out when they meet you. But then at the same time, if you end up on a random flight where there are no wrestling fans, you have people yeah. who are like, who the hell is this guy? How often do people come up to you and ask you what you do? And do you have anything that you say to people in particular? Um, tell me about those conversations. Um, they all, well, usually it's, it's because, you know, when you go in the airport, you're not really open, you know? So it's not like people want to run up to you. And for me, I think 
people are a little intimidated. Some they're like, they're kind of like whispering to each other and I can see the buzz kind of going around. Like, who is this guy? What does he do? And then somebody will come over to me and then they'll ask that guy. And then next, you know, it kind of spreads through, but, um, <laughs> or, or, or it's usually the guy that sits next to me. He kind of sits down there a little wide eyed for a little bit. And then he turns over and he's like, Hey, how you doing? And then the conversation goes, but, um, I get those things. I get those, those, comments or those questions almost everywhere I go all the time. So I'm used to it. And, and you still have to explain before, professional wrestling to people too? Like, is there still that? Well, well, before I used to kind of have fun with it, you know, I used to say, you know, I get on TV naked and put all over myself and kind of do things <laughs> or you can, you can go any route with it. But now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at that point in my career where I'm proud of everything that's going on in my life, man. So it's cool for me to say, you know, I wrestled for the WWE and Monday night raw. Check me out. Go on my Instagram. Check me out. What you know, what do people go, usually think you do? What's what's their guess if they're not guessing professional wrestling? It's it's the first thing is football. I guess football players. Okay. That's always one thing that that's always out there. You know, I get kind of actors some a lot because they're like, man, you do something like because they because they just see me as they're like, you do something. You know, it's it's across the board. It, so they're like, man, I saw you on TV. I don't know where, but I saw you on TV. I'm like, all right, well, let's try to figure it out. But usually they say like football player. Some people say like actor. Um, some people say fighter because they see the years. Some people that know fighting. Um, very what did, rarely. What's one that they said that was up. offended you? Or you heard that you were like, "What you did? I do that? You think?" <laughs> yeah, um, that offended me. Um, there was there was a sport. It, it didn't offend me, but it was just kind of weird. It was like you work out like. I think they said something like swimming or something like that, but, but it, but it, it was like, it was like somebody that was, it was a foreigner. So they were, I, I, they were trying to explain what they thought it was. And it came out as like swimming or jogging or something like that. And I was like, uh, so my go-to is always like, I throw like a clothesline and I say for wrestling. And then I throw a clothesline or I do the body slam or I say, Hulk Hogan rock and stuff like that. So that's a way that people can kind of understand it. If they still don't understand when I say professional wrestling. Now I know when people think about, um, your, your moment at WrestleMania 23, they're usually asking you about working with Donald Trump. I want to ask you, uh, about working with Umaga. Yes. <laughs> Cause I know you've gotten the first one a lot. I got you, my guy. Let me, this, this is a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Let's, let, let me, let's keep it wrestling. Yeah. Now that, how, how, how awesome was that dude? And at that point you're pretty new to the game. How much did you learn from him and how, how good was he in the ring? I absolutely loved Umaga. Um, when you're in the ring with people, there's certain people were in the ring with it. You say, it is my day off every time and it's fun every time. And that was him. When we first had our first show, um, when we found out that we were doing the battle of billionaires, they were like, all right, we got to put you together. We, we were going to do a house show together. And um, they put us kind of in the middle of the card at the beginning. And then we had nothing. We said, we're just going to go out there and just, you know, see what happens. It didn't have a lot of time. They didn't know what it was. And man, it was just so fun and good the next night we were semi-main event and you got to think when we were back then on that smackdown roster it was loaded mm. look when you have like a chris benoit and, and eddie Guerrero start the start the show on a on a house show that's how loaded it was and they moved us on the roster up to that main event spot or that that um semi-main event spot just right after the first match that we had together and we just killed it every time afterwards. I absolutely loved him. It was the easiest thing. And, and it was just just some of the things that he did. It was always enjoyable because he was always joking in the ring. And he was always – he was a big kid, man. He loved wrestling and he made it fun. And his character was amazing. And it was great to work with. Are characters like that um, easier for you if you're playing the good guy to an Umaga? Is a character like that easier? Is it easier to grab the crowd with a, with a character like that? Yeah. If you get a good heel, it's, it's, it's simple. But then for me, it's what I like is, is as crazy as this is, I like, I like going against the guys that are, Umaga wasn't bigger than me. Really? Well, I guess he was bigger than me. He weighed more. He's a bigger guy, but it's always fun wrestling with either the bigger guy or the guys that wrestle bigger. 
Like mm. Fit Finley was a lot smaller than me, but he wrestled like he was six five, three hundred fifty pounds. Right. So he was a great person to wrestle with. Um, same with JBL, and I had JBL, I had Big Show, I had Booker. Booker, he Booker stands in the ring like if he's like seven foot tall. You know, so some of those guys, man, it was just amazing working with because I could just wrestle. Now it's almost different because I'm the big guy. And then it has to be a whole different scenario because a lot of these guys are a lot smaller right now. Hey, well, listen, you got to run. You have more stuff to do. We will see you in the Royal Rumble match um, this Sunday. I look forward to it, Bobby. Thank you for the time, man. We really enjoyed this. Good luck on Sunday. Anytime, man. All right, man. Thank you, guys. I'll see you Sunday, dude. Peace. Yes, sir. There he is, Bobby Lashley, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That was fun, SGG. It was. It was a lot of fun. I, that was a side of him. I, I I think a lot of people probably, you know, wouldn't get to know. I've never known that much about Bobby Lashley, the dude. So I enjoyed that thoroughly. And, and I uh, appreciate that it was more open, too. Yeah. No, there was some Rep- real talk. I, I enjoyed that. Shout out to Bobby Lashley. Now, SGG, I don't know if there's anything else massive we have to hit because I feel like we got to jump right to the Royal Rumble. Same. Yeah, We just let's just get right into it because I think anything massive that we have to hit is going to take us into this Sunday's Royal Rumble pay-per-view anyway. And so let's just jump right into it. All right. So real quick announced are the only official matches announced the Royal Rumble matches. It seems that way. Yes. So kind of crazy. All right. So no, we all, here's what we have though. So those are officially obviously there, but we have Roman reigns um, against KO again, the last man standing match SGG. The cards could change, though. That's a good point. Cards <laughs> they've, been change. Playing, they've been playing with that all, all week, all, the whole build of this match. So. We, have, we have Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Um, we have Asuka and Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Now, um, I just want to say, he doesn't get a lot of credit here. He gets a hard time more often than not, especially from Dipperstein. I understand everyone's feelings on the Goldberg situation. I thought Drew McIntyre was really good last Monday. Yeah, agreed. I thought he cut a really good promo. I don't think he's been put in the easiest spot several times, and I think he's gotten better and better. Yes, does his character need a little bit more edge, you know, or or whatever it may be? Sure, but that's not on him. That though, that's on to me on what stories you're you're bringing to him. I think that Drew McIntyre has done an awesome job. I will be very disappointed if he loses to Goldberg this weekend. I think. Listen, we've already built so much now with Drew McIntyre. Feels like, with the exception of losing that title for a month, a few weeks to Randy Orton, feels like it should be a mania to mania kind of deal at this point, no? Yes and no. I mean, it feels like it, but I also wouldn't be mad if he lost to Goldberg, to be honest. Well, why? Well, what For what reason? What does it accomplish? So, I mean, Drew has been a great champion, and he definitely deserves to be rewarded with that because of that. And I think he will be. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind Drew, you know, losing to Goldberg, then going into the Royal Rumble later that night, coming out back to back, uh, Rumble winners, and then coming out Mania back to back, um, winning the WWE Championship at Mania. And this time, the way it was supposed to be last year, in that stadium, in front of a crowd, even though it's going to be a smaller crowd. And then, you know, he gets his moment instead of going in defending champion and then letting the cards fall where they may on him. Well, I, I hear you. Um, and I guess there's a version in which Goldberg could take the title off of him. But what would we end up getting for Goldberg immediately? That means we're getting a Goldberg mania match. Does that mean we're getting Goldberg called out after the Royal Rumble? Oh, yeah, Probably. Probably. And where could you go with that? Well, again, like I said, you give Drew the Rumble and you have him call out Goldberg to get his title back. But, I mean, you know, honestly, though, that idea is a bad idea. Because if, if, Goldberg, if Goldberg wins, then what is more likely to happen is then you get the Miz with his Money in the Bank contract that he still has floating around there somewhere to take it off of him. And then he has like a three-second championship reign by the way we haven't spent enough time talking about the disaster that's been the money in the bank briefcase this year yeah i mean like i said in the group chat the there are beats that i don't that i don't mind like i don't mind that the technicality got him the briefcase back 
I love the Law and Otis gimmick that got him the briefcase in the first place. But um, but, but the, my point is, it did not work out as was planned. This was not yeah, the plan. It was. It was definitely. There's definitely been a lot of remixes and edits and. and I'm, rewind, selector. Yeah. Oh, he cashed yeah. in. No, he didn't cash in. It's Otis's. No, it's Miz. It's, uh, it's it's been. And then remember, it happens in the same year, in which the women's briefcase is gone the next day because it just had the title in it. Yeah, it was. So this was a brief. This money in the bank this year. Sort of absurd. Next year, we really need a good, fresh, meaningful uh, briefcase win. Now, I'll tell you what. Also, I I somehow I I enjoyed the setup of the the Heyman match. Um. I, I ended up caring a little bit more about KO and Roman one more time at the end. And I don't know. I started. You to, mean because KO got finally showed that he could uh, inflict some damage too? Yeah. Uh, probably. That is probably what it was. Honestly, SGG, I didn't even recognize it as that. I just found myself being like, okay, I'm down to watch them do this one more time. Um, Now, real quick, here's what we have announced for the men's Rumble match Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley. AJ Styles, who's I'm wearing a vintage shirt of right now, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa Ali, Edge. Did you count that? Yes, yeah, twelve. Nope, no, it's not. It's seventeen. Seventeen. Excuse me. Seventeen. It's twelve women. Yeah, 12 with 17 men. So I'm guessing we'll get a few more on Friday. I just want to say this, though, please. And I think they announced they're doing the 30th is being announced on backstage. Yeah, that needs to be a swerve. I mean, it needs to be a situation where they announce the 30th and then that person is incapacitated. Like, announce it as, I don't know who, I even hate to use the word expendable, but who can who can take that hit and not lose anything? You know what I mean? Maybe like R-Truth is announced as the 30th. And then by the end of the night on, on Sunday, he's incapacitated and ends up being somebody else. Yeah. I, I'm not really big in big on telling people what the 30th is, but let's let's, so they're going to give us that one. Let's assume they give us another couple. I'll, I would be happy if there were nine, if there were eight or nine entrants, we didn't know that would be enough for me. I feel like last year we knew almost everyone. Yeah, I mean, eight or nine is a lot of surprises, don't you think? I feel well, like they won't the, all be like surprises, though. There won't be surprise. I mean, they won't all be surprises because a handful of them are just going to be, you know, Dominic Mysterio, and you know, right. wait, who who the only person from the Hurt business right now is Lashley, it's Bobby. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be you know Cedric for sure. Um, is oh. What's his face isn't in it either. What is his face? The original bro. Oh, Riddle? Yeah, he's not in it. So Riddle's not there yet. Like, there are going to be a lot of people that are not necessarily surprises. Do you think we see Brock? Well, I mean, obviously the question is, who are the surprises this year? Do they give us any really good vintage surprises? Because that's one of the things I obviously... (laughs) If you've listened to this podcast, which I'm so appreciative of you guys who have, no, obviously, Rumble time. I'm waiting for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So last I, year, I still we remember got, when Mr. Perfect came out, how I felt like, yo. And then he went down to like the final. Three. Well, that that's what was, that. you know, SUG, I'm glad you brought that up. That's such a great example of what you can do with a great surprise. You know, not only are they there, but they actually go on a run. Now, you can have silly surprises where it's, you know, JBL and he gets knocked out in one second. Or it's someone who goes on a real run. Now, let's see. Last year, you had MVP. Mm-hmm. You had Keith Lee, which at the time was interesting and a surprise. Right? Yeah. You had Edge. That's the big one. You had Matt Riddle. And that's it. But by the way, that's a pretty good stash of surprises because yep. a, a you have one monster one in Edge. Um, so let's talk about the the primetime people who are not around right now who could show up. 
will John Cena appear? Mm. That's a good one. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I mean, listen, that mania is right around the corner. It's time for them to just go around the office and hit that in case of emergency break glass on everybody. John Cena is certainly one person to try and talk to and, and, and try to get them in there. So I, I can't decide whether I just can picture it yet or not. My guess is it won't be. Like, is Cena coming back to do it with no crowd? Possibly. I mean, depending on, A, it depends on how much they cash need him. they're talking. Number two, it depends on, uh, you know, if he, if he really wants to get in there at the Thunderdome, how much can they sell him on the Thunderdome experience? Hmm. So you have Cena as a possibility. I would say The Rock is not, well. No, The Rock is not happening. But hold on one second. If there was the Roman Rock thing, it, wouldn't it be The Rock does come back? I mean, there's a chance, The Rock does there's, have a TV show to promote. There's a chance he's got movies that have been canceled. Yeah, or moved. And he, like you said, he does have a TV show to promote. But I don't see The Rock coming back for the Thunderdome. Even if it is for like a Roman Rock thing. Okay, so fine. So you don't think Rock? Cena's unlikely. Um, there's there's Brock. I think mm-hmm. Brock's likely. I think Brock is likely as well. Um, though again, he's not in the category of like, oh my God, can you believe it? I wonder if they'll pull some Fakakta UFC thing like Daniel Cormier. No, they should. They should not. They should. They should not do that. Um, who else is there? Who else who's is on? There? Who who's somebody that people feel like might be on AEW's radar that could pop up in WWE? Well, and, well, is DDP doing stuff with them still? DDP. I feel like he's a free agent. I think he is a free agent. Yeah, but I don't see them going to him for for that. Well, who's the who's the who's the old guy you can get these days? What old guy can you even get? What two thousands era guy? Can Kevin Nash be in shape? Yeah, I was gonna say they can get Sean. He's there anyway, but I don't know if he would do it. And that's not honestly, it's not exciting anymore though. Sean, after Sean came back for those matches, it's not. Everyone sees him. Like we know he's around. He he pops up. Uh, I'm sure Kane will pop up. Yeah, not really a surprise. Um, I'm just trying to think of who you have in the Attitude Era lane where people would be excited. You know, some level of excitement that they show up. They a big fish that they haven't managed to get ever that I think would get everybody up out their seat is Austin. But I don't think he's done. I don't think he's ever going to do it again. Why'd you even tease me like that? I thought it was going to be something could, that might happen. He could do it for the Rumble, though. Like, he could pop up, show up, and then just get eliminated. It doesn't have to be quick. It could be like a flair type of deal where, like, he's taking some rest. And then when it's time to go, he just goes over the top towards, like, the back end, maybe the bottom five. It doesn't have to be a big deal. One shot, and then he could come out and just next Monday and be like, you know what? I tried. I couldn't do it. Like, I already got my three Rumble wins. Now I'm going to really ride into the sunset. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very exciting. A thousand percent. But I don't see it happening. Happen. It would be cool, though, if he showed up. I just The problem is we've lost so many legends that the people who used to be, you know, would potentially pop up. There's just not as many. You know, someone like Finley would be fun. It's fine, but he's around. Again, people know that he's around. Same with same with Road Dog. Um Carlito. I you know, well, you know I'd pop for Carlito. If he would What why do you think he didn't show up at Legends Night? I don't know. He was advertised, right? He was. He was in the video package. Um He spits in the face. Yeah. Do you think that's why he was like, yo, if I can't do the Apple. Oh, you think he actually spit in the face of someone? He was like, yeah, if if I can't do the Apple, then I'm not. It's not worth it. Well, you guys know. You you know how I'll I'll feel if I hear this. 
Thank you, SGG, for reminding me. We haven't had this in a long time. If I get this right here on Sunday in the Thunderdome, Oh, no, it's not running through my thing. I need someone to explain to me real quick. What that means? Well, number one, the sen- we all know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> all right? We all know that I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Yeah. So do you mean you spit in the face of people who are nerds? Because, like, you don't, they don't want to be cool? But nerds want to be cool. That's but the they thing, but want, the nerds want to be cool. Here they just also want respect for their thing. They also want their thing to be cool. Or he's saying, I, I spit in the face of people who are not nice. Mm, that, see, then there's a lot of candidates for that. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Hello? This is a this is the one we haven't had in a while. Is this a is this a run in? What are you doing here? You sent me an invite on the iCal. You said it says Rosenberg invited you to a special meeting. <laughs> Rosenberg did? with Bobby Lashley and but it doesn't say Greg on it. Which is, I'm upset. So I don't well, know Greg's here, so it sounds like yeah. you don't have to worry here. Well, don't, don't worry, John. It's DJ Juanito, everyone from Hot 97. Don't, you should I, be even more upset because you literally just missed Bobby well, Lashley. You, yeah, you, you could actually him. add. You could actually add the Apple Music to it too. So you know, it's not only that; it's Apple Music as well. DJ uh, DJ Juanito also from Apple Music. How's that? <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? I miss Greg. I miss Greg. Yeah, word. Wearing the vintage Eddie Guerrero shirt. How do you like that? I had it on this morning, so I didn't think this would happen. Like I didn't see the icon till like literally like five minutes ago. Is it a is that an original or is that a reissue? That shirt. I think it's yeah reissue. Oh. I got it when I was three uh, XL. So yeah, this is way big. So I need to buy a short uh, XL version. When did they reissue it? That was. Mm. Th- it's been out there. Uh, huh? when WrestleMania? No, SummerSlam before WrestleMania, so twenty eighteen. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I missed it again. Yeah, they still have it though. Yeah, I'm gonna check. Yeah, man. Eddie yeah, Eddie Guerrero has a lot of songs here. Oh, here we go. There we go. All right, well, Juanito, since you showed up uninvited or invited to Jace. He I'll was invited. You. He was invited. You're, you're uninvited. Here's the question. <laughs> this is the running we were talking about. Yeah, this is exciting. Surprise entry. Yo, if this is the best surprise at the Royal Rumble, it's going to be a terrible day on Sunday. <laughs> TJ John. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Ed, Eddie Guerrero, who was like, in your opinion, like the best, the best performer to do his, his uh, routine in the ring with the chair? Like, who's able to mimic the best and make it, like, pop? What do you mean do his routine in the ring? Like, you know, when, when he had the, when he faked the, the the injury and got the other, um, when he had, um, with the chair, when he had, when he hit, um. Yeah, when he would, like, fake like he was hurt. Oh, oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, but that's such a unique thing. What do you mean? Like, I don't know how to compare that to someone else. Like, no, he's like, who was, who was in that role? Like, when he would do the, the gimmick where he got hit. Who like battled with the ref the best to be like I didn't do it like it wasn't me yeah because it was feigned innocence the best like CM Punk did it after and um I think it was done recently I'm just I just I'm just drawing a blank right now but like and who was able to do it in your eyes like oh they 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 executed flawlessly that gimmick the gimmick of you did something behind the ref's back and then you pretend it wasn't you. But using the chair, the way Eddie Guerrero did it. Oh, like you catch somebody, the chair. Somebody use did it, it like last it? year, too. I don't know. That was an incredibly random question. Question. Dude. Yeah. Sorry. Random. I mean, I was I came here random. So, you know, well, we I did, come random. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question instead. You let me handle the interview. Okay. I got this. Um, <laughs> on, who, who would you be most excited to see come back 
at the Royal Rumble this year. If you hear that music. Are you serious? There's only one one answer. Okay. This is obvious. Oh, he's going like, to say You know what say CM Punk. Of course CM Punk. Oh. Like Oh. It's but I mean one that's actually could happen. You're saying CM Punk could happen if he wasn't scared. Yo, CM Punk's scared. You think he's Facts. scared? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, after my fandom of CM Punk up for a couple of years, I was like, no, you, you got to be scared, man. This is the this is the second best stealing of or not stealing. I don't want to use that licensing of a commercial song for your theme song ever. What's the best? Hogan. That was a real song first. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. That's Rick Derringer, that was an right? actual, yeah, that was a, an actual Rick Derringer. And literally no one would ever hear it now and think anything but Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, but Cult of Personality, there are young kids, a lot of people who don't understand how big a hit that was. Yeah, no, in the early 90s? That joint was a smash. It's such a great song, too. But also Living the way- Color, they're, they're a black rock band, too. I mean, if, if CM Punk was... Black. Was any any respect worth any respect in the wrestling business? Still, you know, they they could shimmy their way into the black power rankings every once in a while. They they performed with him once, right? They did at the yeah. at the New York Wrestling, Mania, Wrestling. if I'm not New mistaken. York okay, yeah. Um, based Undertaker, I think. All right, so let's just do this. Let's make a prediction. Somehow, DJ Juanito is going to get one as well. Um, <laughs> SGG, give us men's Rumble winner, women's Rumble winner, and uh, that's all. All right, accepting that my prediction earlier is complete garbage i'm gonna go all the way away from it and say nakamura for the men's rumble okay that's cool and for the women's rumble i am going to say bailey which is not a popular guess at all but i'm gonna go bailey all right uh dj Juanita. nakamura was a good one i'm gonna go with Keith Lee. Okay. He is um, not in the Rumble as of now, but you, but that could happen. So totally reasonable. All right. Well, I hope for the best. Um, for the women's, I'm going to go with... <sighs> Sasha. Sasha also... Current champion. Yeah, she's a champion. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, no, you know what? I... I, I messed up on that one. Um, I kind of hate that champions t- can't be in it, by the way. Why I mean, should no, they no. be in it? It's for a title shot. I know, but sometimes, like, what if someone's just like, I want the prestige. I just want to I just want to win the Rumble. I would respect yeah. that. But what I, what I do hate is that somebody who gets a title shot and then loses can then also still be in the Rumble. I remember one year Dolph did it and I was outraged. Like, you just lost and now you're in the Rumble still. But he, which title but, did he lose? He lost a world championship. Oh, the world heavyweight championship? Like way back. Right, he right, was right. facing for the world championship, lost, and then popped up in the Rumble anyway. And I was just like, all right, this is garbage. All right, who do you got, TJ John? Bianca Belair. All right, well, that's what I was going to take, except I would have spit it out before guessing the champion first. Um, Sorry. No, no worries. And for the men's Rumble, how about this? How about this? Main event. Jay Uso. Really? And then calls out his cousin at WrestleMania. Hold up. Hold up. I do I think that's realistic? No, but at least would be a it would be a full swerve though. It would be a full it surprise. Would. It would be a full, full surprise. And we find out he's been playing along this whole time, but then guess what? He's got muscle now. His brother comes back. Boom. Wait, are you calling Jay a punk? He's get now he got muscle. <laughs> well, he's got to have his bat. You got to have you got to have some support. Yeah, man. you need something if you're gonna go against the tribal chief. That's the tribal chief. That's the head of the table. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He he's got the whole locker room on his back. He's not just taking care of himself. He's taking care of all of us. And for WrestleMania, <laughs> exactly. you would need Jason Statham to be there or some type of appearance to make that. Fast and Furious thing, kind of a dope, like an intro or something like that. All right, John. Um, on the, on that note, I'm gonna wrap you up here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love like you, buddy. Yeah, it was good to see you. Why do you? What the hell is he talking about? 
Dipperstein, you are not, sir. <laughs> A thousand percent. All right, SGG, uh, do we have time for Black Power Rankings? We got to go. We do. I just have I just have one. All right, so hold on, hold on. You still need your music, though. We're not going to sit yeah. here and here's what you're not going to do. What you're not going to do is disrespect. All right, go ahead. What do you got? As as you can tell from your prediction and Juanito's prediction, everybody's expecting big things from this young lady. And so it's I'm giving it all to Bianca Belair this week, solely off the back of A, her amazing performance in the physical challenge <laughs> against Bailey on Friday. But also over the weekend, she had a a, a network special debut that she was very open. She was very vulnerable. She shared a lot about herself that I didn't know. And I think, you know, she really connected with a lot of people um, off the strength of that network special. And I think everybody should go watch it so much so that I'm telling you now, before the network moves over to Peacock, make your way over to the network. Damn, we actually left that out of our news. Yeah, I can't believe I just remembered it. But before the network moves over to Peacock, Make your way over to the network and watch that Bianca Belair special that that just debuted. And if you don't love her after that, then you know check yourself for a soul. Well, by the way, you can also um, everyone everyone here listening is going to get Peacock. Yeah, it's nine ninety nine. So so basically, Peacock NBC Universal bought the WWE Network for a billion dollars. And if you were already subscribed, they're giving you Peacock for free, basically. So is that how it's going to work? Will we have to redo anything? Will they move us over to Peacock? I think it's, I mean, there's enough technology in it for them to just be able to migrate people over to Peacock. So and basically, then, basically you're going to get, you're going to get the WWE network and the offices back. Now you don't watch yeah. the office cause you have no, terrible taste, but I for, do have Peacock though. That say by the bell reboot was actually pretty good. See, there we go. That's the, that is the most SGG thing. It was. So while me and the rest of civilization are watching <laughs> the office, SGG will be dialed in to Saved by the Bell reunion. Bring it back. Bring it back. They need a season two. They need a season two. Bring it back. It sounds fantastic, SGG. I'll take your word for it. So I'll see you. Uh, we'll, I assume we'll jump on a Zoom for the Rumble. I'll be Thunderdome Jace. <laughs> I'll be there if we're doing it. I mean, hey. Uh, and don't forget, everyone. Six o'clock Royal Rumble kickoff show. When I tell you my suit is on a different level. I'm just saying this. Keep your eyes. Don't forget. I know sometimes you guys forget me. Don't forget, even if you're still getting the kids together and preparing dinner, just throw on the kickoff show on the network. It's on YouTube. It's very easy to throw on. So watch the kickoff show this week. Check out the beautiful Varvado suit that I'm wearing. I think you'll be very excited. Yeah, I got some tricks up my sleeve. Oh, yeah. SGG Stay Mage, by the way. And RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Still taking awesome ideas from people, and I know we're overdue for the mailbag. So next week, post-Rumble, we'll do a nice big mailbag as we get into Mania season. Mania season is here, kids. Um, All right, SGG, enjoy yourself. Take it easy, man. It's professional wrestling. Wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch.